ready in חמש, ארבע, שלוש, שתיים. Christina P. Online.com. Come see me, Chicago. Park West Theater in April. Turner Hall Balls Room in Milk Jockey Jizz, Wisconsin. One night in Charlestown, West Virginia. I can't see the dates because this thing is plugging it, but it's sometime in May. May 13th. May 13th. Come at Comedy Works in downtown uh, Denver, Colorado in September. And then that's it. Also, if you haven't already, buy my lipstick. What are you waiting for? Do you want to be glamorous like me? Do you want to? This is from Italy, Ryan Sickler. I made this in fucking Italy. I've said it before, and I'm going to say this again. That is Rihanna level shit. Wow. That's Rihanna level shit. I am wow. beyond proud of you. Thanks, bro. Your own fucking lipstick. And I can I tell you something? It sells out time and time again, and we just restocked. So if you want it, the time is now, my friends. ChristinaPOnline.com. Now, now with me, my oldest and dearest friend. I've known you for a million years. The- I'm getting emotional about it. <laughs> I'm thinking no, about Tangier to fucking Stop. lipstick. Stop. Let's not. But first, tell everybody what you got going on before we get into yes, it. Yes. Uh, please. Where's my camera? Where's me right here? Please. I just got out of the hospital and almost died. <laughs> Go watch my fucking special. Please. You really right? did. It's, it's free. All right. It's free. Story. It's called Lefty Sun. It's available <laughs> on my YouTube now. Please subscribe. Go watch it. Yeah. And then come see me on tour. Uh, I'll be out uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, May 26th and 27th. I'll be in Tacoma, Washington, June 23rd and 24th. Appleton, Wisconsin, July 7th and 8th. And I'll be in Tulsa, the 21st and the 22nd of July. Go watch my special. Thank you for having me. Thank God. It's my first special. I can't believe this. Lefty son. Yeah. And this is the asshole that gave me this stupid ass genetic blood disorder I have. Look, I said this before and I'm going to say it again too. (laughs) And I'm going to say it when I see your husband. You guys have yeah. have put this sickle cell thing out into the universe for so long <laughs> that I end up having a white person's version of sickle cell. So so hold on. For the people that don't know, your name is Ryan Sickler. Sickler. So your nickname with us for the last oh, 20 years has been sickle cell. It, it has. It unfortunately it has. And, you know, any good man or woman doesn't give themselves the nickname. So I, of course, didn't pick that myself. Of course not. But I've leaned into it. Even yeah. when um, we did the home run derby thing for the crab feast, I put sickle cell on the back of my shirt. And then for every for the longest home run I hit, whatever distance that was, I donated that amount in dollars Aww. to the Sickle Cell Foundation. Sickle Cell Anemia. Because good. of you assholes. Good, good. Cost well, me money. So... Um, I end up finding out a few years ago, um, I'm sitting in a movie, I'm watching Star Wars and I feel my legs are like itchy and I'm rubbing my thighs and I could feel my veins through my jeans. So I, yeah, so I call the hospital, I could feel like a topographical map. Stop it. Cause you're that. Wow. That's how, well, I didn't know what was going on. So I called the hospital and they said, you're clotting. You need to get here right away. And I was like, oh, this is what's happening. Oh. So I had kidney stones and I was on bed rest. Oh and then God. this happens. 
And um, I keep going. They tell me, no, you're fine. I end up finding out I have this genetic blood disorder. And everyone in the family has to be tested. It only was from my dad. And I'm the Stop. only person that got it. And it's called Factor 5 Leiden. And it just means your blood is thicker. And I have. And it's... it's the white person's... It is. It's genetically... <laughs> and it's through the white European countries. The Italy's and all that How bullshit. How do we know? I feel like we knew on some like, conscious level. Y'all gave this level. to me. <laughs> Y'all gave... You manifested a fucking blood disease in me. We got to change your nickname. I really have. The, you got to change mean, your nickname to Factor 5. I mean, come on. I got the website and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Factor 5, I have. I like Factor 5. Mm -hmm. I cannot... There's Believe people us. out there. They have it. They've been hitting me up about it. It's, You're kidding. And it's something that more. So a friend of mine from uh, high school, she hits me up. Her name's Kathy. And um, she tells me her 19-year-old son is clotted like three times. And I said, hey, mm. you should have this test done. Just see if he has it. Because if he does, it opens a can of worms. And he does. Mm. He's got it. Now she's got to get tested. Well, I only have it from one parent, which is the good factor five. <laughs> Okay, if you have it from both parents, it is not you're just, good. Your blood is just what cement, basically. Yep. And does, syrup. does it <laughs> syrup? Scissor. What scissor? Does it like? But why does it thicken? Do do things? Is it causally? Is it your diet? Is it something you can control? It's just genetic. There's Stop. no diet to help it. There's no. There's nothing. no way to help it. No. What about meds? Yes, can you take? there is a way to help it. A way to help it. Well, blood thinners, um, certainly. But other than that, it's keeping your machine in motion. You just mm. you just can't let. So my daughter now has to be tested for it if, mm -hmm. when needed, because. If she were to go on birth control, birth control is yes, prone to strokes, clotting. So yeah. they can't, they don't want to put her on it if she has it. Or if she's on bed rest for pregnancy, she could clot and die. Mm. Or any kind of accident or any reason you would be prone to laying still like I was. So when I get to the hospital this time, oh my God. even my stepson's like, you told everyone who would listen not to let you clot. I was like, thank you. <laughs> the homeless people coming up for in the ER, I'm like, bro, get back, man. I'm like, clot. Don't let me clot. Don't let me clock. <laughs> and I lay in general population. They're like, don't worry. It's just a three-hour, simple three-hour outpatient procedure is what it was sold to me for. Dan Daniel Van Kirk calls it my Gilligan's Island. <laughs> three-hour tour. Turned into this shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I fucking lay in general population for ends up being eight or nine days. Um, oh, my God. And they tell me I have to um, pass this test. I just have to get up and walk. But I've been laying still so long. They're like, you might be dizzy. You might not be able to do it. And if you can't, don't worry about it. This was on a Sunday. And I sit up and I feel like shit. And he, the guy's like, lay back down. We're not going to do it today. And I'm bummed because I just want to fucking go home. Of course. It's three days and now I'm on eight or nine. I want to go home. And hospitals are, in my opinion, the worst place to rest. There is no There's rest. None. I mean, I'm, when I delivered my children, it was every hour somebody's knocking on door. Hey. You want to play bingo? No, yes. fuck right off. Or, yeah. hey, did you do the thing? Let me do this test. And you're like, God, there's no rest. And the hey, I know you almost died and it's 5.30 a.m. and you're drugged out of your mind. We're going to tell you a bunch of real important shit, some medications <laughs> yeah. you never heard of. You need to remember all this shit. So yeah. wake up. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was like. And I'm like, huh? What? What? What is I that? You're going to have some kind of moxicillin. And I'm like, I don't know any. I don't speak pills. I don't know what I you're know. saying. They get mad at you. I know. Like oxycodone. I'm like, I don't know which one that is. <laughs> Is that Percocets? No. I even 
like just just sidebar like i want to go back to your story but even when i broke my ankle i remember like i was just getting out of surgery i'm groggy and i'm nauseous and they're like all right get up I'm gonna use your crutches now <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. like i just what i'm high like i'm so high and they're like you might fall over you might vomit here's the bucket i'm like jesus christ give me a minute guys is it it, is, are we in that much of a hurry i'll pay for the extra hour seriously to sober up like yep. guys, what's your day rate i'm yeah. off today y'all i got it I got it. Is it just that they're so hurried to get people out? Yeah, that was the other thing. Is and that I kept what it saying is? that. I know y'all need this bed. That's what I kept <laughs> saying to them. I know y'all need this bed. That's what I kept saying. Where uh, were you at Cedars? Yeah, so I was at Cedars Sinai and I go in. Terrible. And but I'm in the general <laughs> recovery area. So yes. the person that's in on my left, they're there for three hours because they had thumb surgery, they're gone. Someone else comes in, knee surgery, few hours, they're gone. I'm there day after day i made made friends with this black lady named cheryl over here to my right now cheryl was great here's the thing about it i'm on my back flat (laughs) i don't see anything this is all audio the entire time it's all audio you have to put everything together with audio you don't see anything except for the nurses to come in and cheryl and i like one day she just hearing me talk and stuff and she heard what was going on me and then i just hear this through the curtain she goes how you doing i was like hey cheryl I said, I don't know. This is kind of fucked up. I'm scared. I'm going to clot and shit. I know. What'd you have done? And then she and I are talking, right? It's like prison. So they put the lauded um, in my IV. Now, I'm I'm a weed Whoa. and shrooms, and that is it. It's a good shit, homie. I didn't like it at all. You didn't all. like it? Christina, I would, I was, you would be talking to me, and I would see <laughs> chunks of your face fall off and hit the table. Really? Bloody, and then I would see the bone under it, and you'd just be talking like this, and I'd be like, <gasps> So finally, is and, it supposed to do that? I don't then, think you're supposed to. And then the mask, I would see your because you had to wear a mask yeah. in there if you came in. I would see your mask going flip, 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 flip. I don't think it's supposed to do that. Yeah. So I called the Are nurse. You sure, it wasn't ketamine. <laughs> I called the nurse and I go, "Hey, I don't know what is going on, but I'm seeing like right now your faces, chunks of your flesh are falling off and hitting the table, and I, I just get this shit out of my IV, and I swear to God." Cheryl goes, I'm seeing the same thing. I said, what? I said, you're seeing what? it too? Why aren't you speaking up? And she's like, I'm, I'm in here tripping. I said, me too. Get this fucking out of here. So they take it out. And and also, I don't like these pills. So I'm trying to, like, it's every four hours they want to give you pain meds. I'm yeah. trying to, to t- no. I'm trying to push past as far as I can. But then they're like, don't be a hero. Because if it's too infl- inflamed, yeah. then you're going to fuck yourself up. Yeah, you don't. You want to always go. You want to get before the pain, is what they say. You don't want to get too crazy. Out. So over here, diagonal to me again, <laughs> all audio. There's a junkie, <sighs> and this guy is in the bed, and he's all night. Oh, I'm in so much pain, and I can't all night. Oh, all night. <laughs> can't sleep. Can't sleep. Nothing. Hey, now you're hallucinating. People are coming in man. with their radios on. No. They're fat. Yeah, well, they're getting a finger surgery <sighs> or something. You know what I mean? They're having. I'm trying to sleep. I can't rest. And this guy's just fucking yell. He and he knows he's supposed to get this morphine and this and this. And where is it? And he, you fucking piece of shit. Give me my more. And then as soon as they give it to him, you're th- you're an angel. Yeah. You're an angel. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one day they bring him his food. And he had that strained voice, you know, that, uh, you know, and he goes, I said I wanted tilapia. And this is like, and day six. And I lost my, I'm all, I'm on my back. I said, how the fuck do you know we get tilapia? Like, I lo- do you know what tilapia is? Yeah, it's fish. It's a generic yeah. white fish. Yeah. 
this Flavorless. motherfucker knows it's fish like fucking Thursday. <laughs> and this is this is what the most disturbing He's part been there was, a few Christina. Times. <laughs> That's the moment where after that I shut up and I was humbled that I don't know anything in life the way a junkie knows the system. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yes. We're responsible for children. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about parenting the way he knew he right. got tilapia <laughs> on a fucking Thursday. He got his ass into the ER or wherever it was tilapia. to beg for drugs. Amazing. I couldn't get over it. So then Amazing. he keeps bitching about the pain. Mm. And what he I what is he in pain for? I'm gonna tell you. This yeah. is what I put I together. I don't buy he's it. He's a fucking juggy, a juggy. A juggalo. He's, he's a juggalo. Uh, he's a druggie who's been um, shooting into his foot, and now it's so infected that they're telling him, if this Dilaudid is not helping you, we are going to have to take your foot. Ooh. And the last stage, I wonder if you could bring this up. They're Because I actually looked it up on my phone. They're talking to him about maggot therapy, and I guess Ooh, they put maggots on the dead the skin, decay, yeah. and they're like, this is, the ne- this is the last step before we take your fucking foot off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what they're doing. There's a foot right there. That's what they're that's what he probably had over there. He's eating tilapia with that foot. <laughs> He's more worried about fish than that foot. And they're telling him they're gonna give him a maggot therapy and then if that doesn't work, the foot's gone. Well, and then on. they move me into my own room and I don't know finally, what happened to them. Finally. But isn't it wild to you? Like, I don't... How do I put this? There are times with science and medicine where you're like, wow, what remarkable leaps and bounds we've made. I broke my ankle. And if that had happened to me in the medieval period, they would have just cut my leg off Done. and I'd be one-legged Christine. And If that, you it, might bleed out and die because sure. they might... Oops. Yeah. Now there's two rods in there with screws and I can walk. And then on the other hand, there's a junkie in the ER who they're going to put maggots on, which is a pretty medieval thing to do. And it still works, I'm assuming. But my God. And I'm telling you. That is wild. They know the system. So his girlfriend comes in. Oh, boy. And I keep hearing them say, ma'am, you can't lay on the bed. And I'm like, okay, okay, I see what they're doing here. I see what they're doing. She don't want to go to the ER and wait six hours like we all had to. So she's in there, and they're splitting the bed, right? And they're like, ma'am, you can't have your own medications in here. Now, I learned that because I thought, again, I was going to be there for three days. So I brought my fucking medications for like three or four days. And they tell me, you can't have yours in here. We're going to take them. We'll note them. We'll give them back to you when you leave. And we'll give you the same thing. Okay. It just has to be administered through us. Yeah. And this lady's like, nah, fuck that. You're not taking my meds. So they call security. And security comes in, and this lady takes all her meds and eats them all at one time. All of them. Wow. Now it's a crime. And they call the police. And I'm telling Dan Van Kirk, we're talking about this. He's like, you were so, he's like, one time you told me I had a tail. Like, I was so fucked up in there. I'm telling him, like, this lady's eating pills. He's like, right. He didn't know what to believe. He goes, I turn around, there's nine cops coming in. And they're fucking trying to take her out of there because she's just eating all her pills. It's an insane asylum. Cedar Sinai is so depressing. Until I got moved. Once I got moved. And I do want to say this, too. Like, I want to give a shout out to the fucking nurses and the surgeons because, um, I, I do want to say, because of 100 people maybe I dealt with, four of them were assholes. That's right. a pretty damn good, good ratio. And you're not, these days, I, I didn't see the same nurse more than two times. Wow. There'd be one coming in from Whittier, 
One's coming from Pomona. I'm like, and every day you got to sit there and be like, my name's Ryan. Yeah. I came in for back surgery. There was an <laughs> issue. You know, you got to keep telling these people and you get so sick of it. You know, it's so sick of yourself. Yeah. And then every day they're like, all right, we have to. So, okay. So back to the story. So I fail the fucking standing test. And the next day, that night, they say, we're going to move you to your own room. And I was like, why? Just leave me here. I'm going to pass this test tomorrow. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And my bed was also broken. It was broken. <laughs> I swear to God, it was. There was Amazing. only like one nurse that knew how to Good. do it. And he'd be like, but bam, he did it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, all right. So they move me in my own room. Jesus. And um, again, what you said, they come in and they pump me full of all these fucking meds and stuff. And the lady's like, all right, we're going to pass your test now. And I was like, I'm high on the law. Like, <laughs> I don't want to fuck this up because I want to go home. Yeah. So do you mind coming back around noon? And we'll do it then. Let this shit wear off. And she's like, no problem. So she's like, how do you feel? I said, I don't know. I feel weird today. I just feel weird. Are you okay? I go, yeah, I just want to get this over with and go home. So she comes back and she brings this little stair stepper thing. And um, they make me I have to do barrel roll. Like, I can't move. I'm fresh out of two surgeries. I barrel roll over. Um, I sit up. And by the way, I want to remind Annie to shit because I have a story mm. to tell you about shitting. Um, it's specifically for you. Mm. And mm. I sit up and I'm like, okay, I'm not dizzy. I feel good. Um, I, the, I'm sorry. One thing, the day before they had come back again and I passed a walker test. And I say a test. Oh, you did? I, I did a senior citizen circle. But that's a huge deal, getting up after surgery and walking, even with a walker that's massive. Yeah. So that's good. So I did that. <laughs> and now i am got to do these stairs test. And here's what also is so weird. I, I moved into my place... I mean, the pandemic kept me there two years longer than I wanted to be, but it's probably been six, seven years now. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I have stairs going up to my place saved my fucking life. Is that right? Because I have to do this stupid stairs test because I have stairs going up mm. and they won't let me leave unless I prove I can do it. So I go, the lady's like, how do you feel? And I said, I just feel weird. And she's like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, I want to get the fuck out of here. So I go up and down. And, uh, you know, I'm also in a fucking nightgown and shit. Your ass is. Yeah, my ass is out. So I'm in demeaning. I'm in sky zone trampoline socks and shit. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's so a mess. Ass. It's a there's no there's no lower point it's the than best. Being I haven't in a shit in days yeah, nothing they're pumping me full of everything you're peeing into a little bucket yeah, just in a the jug crying <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what happened yeah it's terrible so I fucking um she goes go up the step sideways but like you're like you're holding on to a okay, rail and I sideways. go okay I do that and I sit down and just like a fucking sitcom, she says, Mr. Sickler, as your occupational therapist, I can tell you that you have passed the necessary test to be released today. And then I collapsed on the bed and I said, I'm clotting. And she's like, what? And I was like, I'm clotting right now. I'm clotting. She calls a doctor in. he comes in. He takes my blood pressure. It's dangerously low. He oh says, sir, you might be having a heart attack. And I was like, <gasps> ah! like, I didn't even think of that. I was like, huh? I go, no, I'm clotting. This has happened to me before. I know what I'm feeling. He goes, what are you feeling? I said, there's like three elephants sitting on my chest. Fuck. And he goes, keep talking to me. And I go, oh, no, dude. He's like, what? I go, here comes heart attack 101. <gasps> here comes the jaw on the left side, down the arm. No. He goes, you might be having a heart attack and clotting. And then I blacked out. What? I, I fucking passed what out. What does it feel like when you mean it's going, you feel pain shooting you feel, down your you left? You feel jaw pain on the left side. At least I did. And then it shoots down your left arm. That's like 101 symptoms. Fuck. Um, so I 
black out. Uh, I wake up and there's this nurse standing over me and I just, I remember, I don't know why, you know, your brain doesn't yeah. work right. I just go, am I going home today? <laughs> <laughs> like still yeah. hope against hope. Like, oh, did I win coach? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is good, exactly, right? Right? Yeah. I can't feel my like legs, the- but we won, right? <laughs> Damn it. What a good spirit, though, you still have. What That's a good the first attitude. thing I said coming to. I was like, am I, am I going home today? And she just so nicely, she said, your discharge has been canceled. Oh. I said, oh, man. So then they come in and, and they wheel me to get CT scans and all this shit. And they come back and um, they tell me that I have, uh, my heart has swelled. It's swollen now. Whoa. And it's pumping 50-50 instead of two-thirds, one-third. Um, and that um, I have massive pulmonary embolisms, which are blood clots covering my. And again, I thought one. By the way, I thought I thought I had a clot. <laughs> okay, they're like, no, you, yeah. they're covered. You know, fuck. And um, I'm like, what does that fucking mean? And they're like, it's not good. Like you, sh- you should have died today. I had three Whoa. surgeons telling me Martin Luther King Day, MLK Day, the day you don't want to die, but it because that's fair or false. You know, remember Michael Jackson died fair or false? It got the little corner on, yeah. on, on him. Yeah. You don't want to die that day. Yeah. You know. But you had sickle you the cell anemia, fu- so that's why you got that little fair faucet. Fair faucet had that whole fucking career and just got the corner. I know. It's so sad how timing affects that. Mm-hmm. Even when you remember in life, but not in death. How yeah. about it? Mm-hmm. Just like even with albums dropping, I was listening to Rick Rubin. Talk to Joe Rogan sidebar. Sorry, we'll come back to your story. But mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, sometimes albums that are amazing drop and they just get no love. Like, look at Paul's Boutique from the Beastie Boys, like one of the greatest albums. And it yes. didn't get any love until like a decade later yeah. or something just because hey, something ladies, else dropped yeah. that same day. But anyway, so so you should have died. And what saved you? Why they, did they you really not did. die? They gen- well, here's the weird thing about all this. <laughs> that That morning I woke up before they gave me the drugs and stuff. And I'm telling you, there's this black figure at the foot of the bed. And I would say the, sh- the, the perimeter, the outline shape was human-ish, but I don't see any details. It's just a black, you know, blob. And this fucking thing touches my right toe, shakes it, and then moves to its left and gone. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And it was now- the, It was the ghost of Martin Luther King. <laughs> I feel like it was MLK. Yeah, being like, hey. He's like, you have a dream? This ain't a dream, dream, motherfucker. (laughs) You're about to have a a terrible time in this fucking (laughs) It was all, I don't know what it was. It could have been, you know, there's so many things I think, like, is that something from the other side saying, hey, shit's about to get bad, but hang in there? Or was that death being like, what's up, man? (laughs) Death just took a little He came in, he's like, what's up, bitch? Just want to know what this feels like. (laughs) That's hilarious. What if it was death? And he's like, I think about it. And then he saw your feet, he's like, not today. You yeah. get to stay. You got nice arches, man. <laughs> you're going through. You're going through enough, man. But I. So now, wow. but that's before I clotted. That was before everything. That went was death down. saying what's up. So damn, I dude. um damn I. When I come to, they're telling me all this shit. Right, heart swollen. I've got clots, and and then they. I say, you know, what does this mean? And like, you need to make phone calls. So that's oh when I had to call my daughter's God. mother and talk to her about like it. it then any minute something could <laughs> pop off and I could die any second, you know. And that's when it got fucking real, real for like forty eight hours because the you know the the other thing they said. 
because I'm talking to my my was well, my friend now, but my business manager Roy, and he he's talking to me about disability insurance. I go, you know how these motherfucking insurance companies are. They're gonna be. He's a comedian. He could wheel on stage and he could oh. wheel up to a table. We're not paying him. Right. We're not paying him. He can still work. He can still talk. The tongue still works. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I know. But then the surgeon, one surgeon, comes in, um, and he goes, "Listen, you could stroke." And I said, "Oh, <gasps> I hadn't even, I hadn't even considered stroke." I was like, "Shut the fuck up with what, no more." I had two rules in my room: no more what could, what else could happen, and stop fucking telling me I'm going home tomorrow. Oh, right. Stop fucking saying. Anyone that would come in, it was always, and that's the thing: it's always oh. two more days because. If you have a setback, now that I have to fast for 12 hours, then they test blood and that's going to, so it's a, anytime there's one setback, it's two more days. Mm. So now I know they're like, basically fuck your back. We're switching to save your life. And Jesus. I have a pulmonologist. I have a cardiologist. I have an oncologist. I have a spinal surgeon. I have a, what's a hematologist. I've got five teams that and they say you cannot leave this hospital until everyone on that team agrees oh, and i was like good because i'll tell you what if there's 12 of them and that 11 of them say yeah and the one doesn't i want to talk to that guy yeah. or that lady like what yeah. are you seeing you don't like yeah, yeah. <laughs> why don't you think i should go home today because yeah. i don't because there is something and i'm sure you know there, there's something to the security and the comfort of being able to hit a button and someone comes right in to help you i don't have that at home no, of course not. You're safer in the hospital, clearly. But where the fuck was this committee before your care? It was like, if you know this guy's got this very rare genetic disease that may have serious side effects, why hadn't they all consulted prior to your surgery? And I'm assuming like them giving you all those pain meds and keeping you laying down for days and days and That's days it. and days. Because the that everything pools in your chest. Even if, when kids have colds at night, I had a nurse tell me this because uh, my younger boy has asthma that when they're laying, kids are laying down by two or 3 a.m., that's when they start coughing because it's all pooled. And that's mm -hmm. when people die, by the way, mm -hmm. those wee hours of the morning because the immune system just goes down and that's when you die. The more you know. Well, I would have I so, been dead around noon. So, oh, is that right? Yeah, that's when you died. That cool. I would have been dead around noon. So, okay. So, so then, uh, I, listen, I was very diligent in all of my paperwork, and anyone I talked to, even one of the, the surgeons said, Man, you're really concerned about that factor five, huh? And I was like, Yes. You're, like, you're I'm not. I'm trying to let y'all know. <laughs> Could you be? This has happened to me before. <laughs> and I beat this last time without meds or anything. I clotted and went home oh because they kept God. saying, You're fine. You're fine. I'm like, I'm not fucking fine. But it was a different hospital. So, back to your question, what saved me? So, one surgeon comes in and he's crying because every day oh he's the God. one checking on me, telling me I'm supposed to go home. He's like, what the fuck are you still doing here? I'm like, well, this happened now. And this. He comes in, he's crying. I go, but don't, I'm not supposed to console you. You're the fucking surgeon, dude. Yeah. And he goes, you, I would remember you. Oh no. And I go, no, dude, don't be doing this shit right now. He's crying. <laughs> and he goes, every surgeon has one day remember i go do oh, not no! tell me i'm the one dude i don't want to be the one oh, he goes you're God. the one you're the one i don't know if you're a, a religious man i said i'm spiritual i'm Jesus. not religious he's someone is watching over you in this room i said i believe it i said death touched me down there early <laughs> so i think somebody's watching over me now but why didn't somebody get death out of here death showed yeah, up fuck right off so um, God damn, dude. I go, all right, well, you got to fucking, this is where it comes in for any. I go, you got to tell me another. I can't be the guy. You got to tell me another one that you remember. Yeah. He goes, okay, there was a man just like you. <laughs> um, and I only had shit once in 
through almost 16 days or 17 days. Oh, wow. Days. And he goes longer than that. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Stupid. and the guy tells me um, uh, that he had a patient, same situation, back surgery or whatever, had a little issue, laid still, did not shit at all. Didn't take the enemas, didn't take the suppositories. Uh, I was taking... All their what is it, mucilac or whatever? Oh yeah, None of that to bullshit. loosen None, up your sh- work. And I was like, stop giving me that. lax or fuck your lax, Miralax. So um, he says that this guy on the day of his discharge, the surgeon says, "I am not comfortable releasing you until you shit." Yes. He's like, no. He's at Cedars and he's driving to Fresno, so it's a few Ooh. hours north. And the, the the guy's like, "You haven't." The surgeon says, "You haven't shit in." Did he Weeks. say it that way? He's he like, did. That's how he talked. Take a no. shit. He was like, "You need to empty your bowels." They say you have to make a bowel movement. <laughs> yeah, you need to empty your bowels. And the guy's like, "No, I want to get the fuck out of here and go home." And the surgeon said he oh, left oh. the room, and in just a little corridor right there, guy collapses. They call him, and he Amy. says, "Get him for um, a CT scan on his abdominal area right now." And they do, and his abs r- split. The shit ripped his <laughs> abs open. And now he's toxic and dying. <gasps> and he just was about to go home. So now he has to go back into the fucking hospital. And he's got no core. His back's trashed. His abs are gone. And I was like, I feel like I'm two. I feel like I'm number two. That guy <laughs> fucking shit just shot out of his stomach. That's uh, toxic. I just clotted, bro. And, 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 and he's small. I mean, he's he's lean. I'm saying, like, I feel like that caca would just burst through your abdomen. But also, like if you alien. shit, you might be, you might go to 105 pounds. He might, <laughs> you know what I mean? That shit might be keeping the weight on you. Now that I think about it, you are slender. Nah, that dude was just weak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing no crunches, obviously. Um, yeah, that, that. So I hate cedars. So that much. so that goes down and. Um, it's every day they're keeping me there, and, and now like it takes five or six days for my heart to to go down. Um, and then they tell you that I didn't know this, but you live with clots. I, I thought they could get rid of them, but you live with them until your body gets rid of them. And then they're talking to me. They go, "Well, there's another surgery we could do where we take a tube. It's just it's just the size of your pinky, and uh, we stick it up through your groin." And I no, was like, thanks. "That's not happening." Not I just stopped it. them right there, like, and we put it up into your lungs, and then we can suck the cloth <laughs> no, out. You. I was like, not they go, here. "People are walking around tomorrow," and okay. I was like, "No, they ain't. Not in this room." <laughs> and they say, "Well, with your factor five, <sighs> the problem is it's kind of experimental because you could brain bleed and be a vegetable." I go, "We're not doing that." It's listen. They go. You, we can't do anything on you. I go. Put it. Put it on the board. Put it on every piece of paper. We are not doing the tube up in my groin. No, we're not doing the groin. No more it. surgeries. No, no more. Anything. No more talk of vegetable. You no. hear that word, and it's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm out, dude. I'd like, rather what? die of the blood clots yeah. than become I'm a vegetable. Out. I'm also, if I was going to be a vegetable, why'd y'all let me wake up? You know I what know. I mean? <laughs> Just let me go. I know. Just let me go. So then it just becomes a month of laying on my back. Just laying there, drugged out of my fucking mind. You guys were so nice. Sent me flowers. You were in touch with me. Everybody was so sweet. Um, and then yeah, then they, you get out. Finally, they tell me I'm getting out of the hospital. I had this one dust up with this nurse, little um, Czechoslovakian lady, wanted to give me some some beef. Okay, what did she say to you? Well, my rule from the surgeon team was if I notice anything different. Mm-hmm. 
I am to report it to them mm -hmm. because it could be something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, the last day I'm in there, I've only shit once and I mm. got to shit. I have to shit. So I jam the suppositories up my b-hole mm -hmm. and I go in and it's productive. Mm. But when I turn around, there's blood in it. Oh, that's something. There's red blood in it. Okay, I know mm. that's not a huge deal in the medical world. I know that black stool means there's blood in my stool. Red could it could have been a hemorrhoid. Hemorrhoid. It could have been days. anything. However, it's different. You got your period. I got my period. My period. <laughs> finally, forty almost you were fifty. Late. Yeah, you, you're finally. You're a all woman. hitting menopause, and I'm just getting fertile. <laughs> this is your transition surgery. You didn't know that. What if you're like I, I transition? I finally got my period. So you tell this check bitch. So I well also before I tell her, I contemplate for five minutes. Should I say anything? Because I want to fucking go home. I know, and I'd take the blood in the stool. At this point, I would keep maybe keep the secret, right? Because I don't you, you know can't what die to do. From I'm the like, I don't want to fucking. I don't want to fuck. They've also they've changed so many of my uh, medications. Like uh, I don't know what I don't know what to do. And I'm like fuck. I want to go home today. I want to see my kid. Like it's it's terrible. So I tell the lady. I go listen. There's blood in my stool, and they tell me because she's this is her first day with me. She doesn't know. They tell me if I say anything different. She's like it's not a big deal. I go. I know in your world it's not a big deal. <laughs> But I'm just telling you. Yeah, you communist. That pig. I have to report this. I don't want to, but they're telling me to. So I'm just going to do that because it got buck wild in here before <laughs> you got here. Okay. It's my last day. Shit went down in here. Mm. And she's like, so You want a second opinion? She gets really offended. Oh, and then I, I stepped up and I go, Yeah, yeah. I do. And Good I want it to come from any person <laughs> that worked with me and not some new person that comes in. Yeah. And she starts going at me. And I just fucking went, Stop. And that's what she did. Damn. And she walked out and some lady came in and she's like, I heard we had a little disagreement. I go, Yeah, we did. <laughs> and that's when I softened up. I go, Listen, I just want to go home today. Mm. And there's blood in my shit. <laughs> and maybe it's fine. I hope someone comes in here and tells me it's fine because I want to go the fuck home today. Yeah. So the surgeon showed up and he was like, Mr. Sickler's right. We told him if he sees anything different and he sees something different. Mm -hmm. So that's when I realized the doctors and the nurses have beef. You know, they don't really yeah, care for each not, other. You're like, yeah. fuck these people. You know, we don't know what thing. you're doing. Yes. So he's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay? And I go, no, I want to go home. But can I go home? Am I going to go home and fucking shit two pints of blood and <laughs> call you all tonight and be like, hey, some shit's gone down? So I two go pints home. Two pints is a lot of blood to shit. And the thing is, back to your question again, they, <laughs> they saved my life. They have, they told me, you know, where you had your daughter, great hospital to have a baby, but they sent you home. You sh they should have never, they should have put you on mm. blood thinners. They should have never sent you home before. This particular hospital, Cedar Sinai, has a program that is working with exactly what I'm dealing with. Oh. However, I come in with the fucking asterisk of factor five, which now fascinates them. Not their words, but I become sort of a, a lab rat, so to speak. They want to take care of me. But here I am with this little outlier thing in their little blood and lung world, and they're fascinated by me, so they're all up on me about it. So I ended up getting extra care, I feel like. That's good, then. Because of this weird shit that you all That's gave good. me. That's <laughs> good. Back to five, sickle cell. Well, here's my pro Here's Because when Tom was in the hospital, 
at Cedars, by the way. Here was my favorite part of Cedar sinai uh, The ER just happens to be a stone's throw away from the ICU where the COVID people were dying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, hold on. Does this make any sense where you put the most vulnerable people of society? Everyone just dies on one floor? Is that what this means? Like, if I'm coming to visit my husband, I get a walk through, like, people dying of COVID to walk into the yes. ER so that I get everyone else. It makes no fucking sense. And B, I wanted just a dedicated nurse to my husband. Yep. I was, I, and I'll tell, I don't even know if I've said this out loud, but when Tommy was in the hospital, it was what you're saying. Like every fucking four hours, a new human comes yes. in. Who are you? What'd you break? What What meds did you take mm-hmm. at what time? And it's like, Jesus Christ. And at one point my poor husband was full of drugs to make him shit and he had to shit and nobody could come and help him take a shit. And I had to go out in the hallway and be like, can someone help my husband shit? I can't lift him. And I fucking handed the the guy, the nurse on duty. I gave him a hundred dollars and I go, keep an eye on my husband. Can you just do that? No, he wouldn't take it. (laughs) And I was like, $200, (laughs) just fucking keep, like, I'll give you money. Like, is this a third world fucking country? This is what you do in Hungary when someone's in the hospital. You bribe the nurses so that they look after your relatives. I like that. But like, I would love to pay extra to have a dedicated nurse that just deals with Ryan's thing or maybe two two women or whatever two men and they take shifts 12 hours until you're done why is that not an option that this the same people look in on you every day because there's I don't just understand. not enough bodies there's not enough people they don't even have nurses who just work at cedars anymore they're all so to speak you know hired guns well then that's that's the cheapness of the hospital then they're all like freelancers and nobody exactly. gets benefit that's why because exactly. they're being cheap and cunts. you know they're yeah. they're regular people too they're like oh i'm sorry i gave you the wrong pill of course, of course. i gave that to larry down there in fontana of course. I'm, i didn't mean to give that to you oh that's gonna cause problems that's gonna cause problems well when i've heard nightmare stories from pediatricians about taking their babies to the er and they give the baby the wrong meds in the mm-hmm. IV and the baby dies and shit like that. You're like, you don't want to go to the hospital. Dude. You don't. You don't want to go I can't. There. I'm Listen, I, when I was in there and they're like, you're going to be here a while, I was like, fuck, this is how people don't come out. This is, how you, die. This is yeah. how you die. <laughs> I don't want to be in the hospital. You're, you're, you are a grain of sand on a beach in yeah. the hospital. They just come by, and you're right. It's They come in, you're trying to sleep, and they're coming in clean, hey. cleaning the room, trying to take your food order, vitals. Meds every hour, and then each surgeon I have is coming in. What the 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 the, 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 the. we're changing your medicine to this? I'm like, huh? What? Cookie drive, and then like, <laughs> and then it would be as inane as like the cookies, the bingo. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! I didn't get any of that. Well, that's on the maternity ward. So yeah, I didn't get any of that. So you've been through arguably. Look, let's let's put this in perspective. So I was very happy you're coming in today because I'm at a point in my life where I can't talk to basic bitches no more. Like if you haven't had significant trauma in your childhood or you're not an interesting person, I don't want to hear it. You need to have at least an uncle in prison or one mentally ill parent for us to vibe at this point. So you've had both childhood and now arguably one of the worst things that can happen in adulthood. This was my lowest. There's no doubt for sure to be that close to surgeons telling you. So the, this number for uh, your clots is called a D-dimer. You know, the way blood pressure, textbooks 120 over 80, cholesterol, anything over 200 is high. This this should be, for my age, I'm 50, 0 to 0.6 or 0.5. 
And um, I was at a 19. <laughs> I was at a 19, they said. And I was like, is that bad? They're like, yeah, it's not good. Jesus. <laughs> and now I'm in the fucking range. They Amazing. told me. They told me don't get don't get that number in your head because all the outliers you have and everything you have going on you you might live comfortably at a one and that's wow. fine but I'm already in the fucking range for the the everything's working the way it's supposed to work I still have this was my first flight to come down oh, here wow. I was worried about that but they're like you're fine to fly um, and I walked last night to Rogan's Club to test out that like I'm I'm just still I, I'm my PT is stretching still at this point like i'm doing so you're still in your recovery yeah well that's the problem was <clears throat> that i went in for the back but then this shit goes down so like fuck your back and my back gets no attention for a month and a half you know so now i'm just starting to try to get my back strong and built because that's the one fucking thing that's the i reason went in you for went in. yeah that's always yeah so but my question to you would be like how has this changed you as a human what have you learned spiritually well, I hit my out-of-pocket maximum uh, <laughs> <laughs> right out of the gate. Yeah, January twenty twenty-three. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. It is amazing how much it costs to be. I can't even imagine what your hospital live. bill is. <laughs> my my bill just for a broken ankle. Can you guess? Guess. I'm gonna guess. Hold on. Let, let's go through it. Okay. Ambulance ride. Oh. EMTs yeah. at the house. Uh, I was in the ER for like six to eight hours and then in surgery straight away, you know, drugs, machine to keep you breathing while they're doing surgery. What do you think? And the equipment they had to put in your ankle. Oh, the hardware. I mean, I know what they build my insurance so far, so I'm going to (laughs) base it off of that. I'm going to try to bring it down. 200, 250. Thousand? Yeah. Less, $100,000. $100,000. Yeah. Okay, so that was far a day in the hospital. A day. So far they've billed my insurance half a million. <laughs> so far. So far. So far. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's what they build so far. So and, far. No, hold on. I mean, this is wild, but you have insurance, thank God. Now, how do people like how do you fucking do it if you don't even have health insurance? Listen, everybody and, out there is tragic. dealing with this. Like I pay This is terrible. I'm like you. Jesus. I have a modern day family business, right? I yep. work for myself. I don't have pay days off. I have my own insurance through Blue Shield, yep. whatever. Yes. I pay six hundred and eighty dollars a month. Fuck, right? Dude. Which is astronomically it's expensive huge. for everyone. Yeah. And it's still the silver package. Okay. Right. It's still the silver package, right. all right? You're not Second even place. I'm not even at the fucking... You're not even a diamond no, medallion nothing. member yet. I'm silver, Damn okay? it, you're in coach, I'm homie. in group two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Fuck. you still, the way that works is I still have to pay an out-of-pocket maximum, which I think mine's like right around ten grand. So you pay $10,000, and then... Things are supposed to be covered, but not everything is like co-pays and they'll do something like, well, co-pay isn't just $85. It's 20% of the bill. I'm like, how much is this fucking bill going to be? You know what I mean? Well, you got to do the co It's so much fucking it's money. So much money. Even to have a baby, I think was yes. like it's stupid. 50, 40 grand or something like that. And that's like with no complication. I just went in epidural. It came out of me. They sewed me up and like I was home, you know? 
Well, let me Wild. answer your question seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's okay. talk about this. Because so the it, last yeah. time I was here, I told you about the five-minute journal that I do. And, and I started doing it because of you. You like it? I loved it. And then I forgot about doing it. And now I should go back to doing it. Every day <laughs> I do it. You and, still do? Yeah. And every day, wow. even before this. Wait, explain what the five-minute journal is for okay, people so who don't Okay, it, so it's a book. Remember. You can get it on Amazon. It's called The Five-Minute Journal. And it's a gratitude journal. And it's a, it, it's a process to change your mind into positive thinking. So you start your day with um, three things that would be great to happen that day so i or three you're like, things you're grateful you're like, for number one me. live always <laughs> but for for a year before that i would write yeah. i'm grateful for um my health and stella's every day that was line one and then this happens so um the journal also three things you're grateful for um you know, a, a, a an affirmation, and then you'll do three things that happened that day that you were grateful for in the evening, and uh, now they switched it. Used to be something you could have done better. This one now says something I learned today, which is Ooh, interesting. I like that even more, actually, because it's less um, self-flagellatory. Yeah, That's the like word. I should have worked out. Yeah, because yeah. I'll beat myself up. Right. Yeah, go so, ahead. Um, so stuff you learned today. I don't, you know, we we go, 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 go. And I want to work at a better pace. Mm. I want to slow things down a little bit. I want to appreciate my time as a father more. I want to, um, I really saw, you really see who people are in a time like that too. You know what I mean? They, no People doubt. can't not show you your true colors during no, a time like that. No doubt. And can I tell you, and I, and I, I don't think it's malicious. I don't think it's selfish. Agreed. I think it's fear. I think people, when they find out you have cancer or you're sick or you something tragic, like they don't want the stink of tragic on them. Like they're afraid because it's going to happen to them. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to face your own mortality. Um, and this is why I don't hang out with basic bitches no more. Yeah. Like if you haven't had tragedy, don't come knocking, bitch. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, I don't want I, you. I said this to you too, like, I learned, I always say I want love, and I genuinely do. But what I did learn in there is I don't really know how to accept it. Mm. There's so many things people wanted to do or did, and I felt so vulnerable. I felt weak. Like, I've been on my own since I'm 16. So asking someone, will you please go get me the ice pack out of the freezer mm. so I can, I, like, I hate it. I fucking hate having to ask for help. Mm. Um, Especially for men. I will <clears throat> say that I've heard when men have physical injury, it's because you're strong, you're virile. That's your power in the world is your, your physicality. And when that's taken from you, to feel weak and vulnerable is it must be excruciating. Listen, it's last terrible. night walking to the club, it went through my mind like, man, if some shit broke out right now, I can't run away from it. Mm. I can... Peng I can penguin waddle, try to get my ass away. Like, they're shooting. Oh, God, they're shooting. I can't run right now. I don't feel like I could defend myself. I feel like I could put up a fight. And even if I can yeah. get you off, it's going to wreck my back and I'm going to be in the hospital for six fucking months. Like, I feel, I do feel, but I felt the love in, a, in, in so many different ways. And it was hard to, um, to accept it. Mm. And so I'm learning to to some some somebody just told me someone messaged me and said um, stop being a blessings blocker. Ooh, and I was like, ooh, that's good. A and I was like, I see, blocker. I see, because 
Because also, like, I had a friend of mine who went through a situation. I didn't know what to do. His whole family was going through a wild thing. So I just went and got him a bunch of food. They had their relative in the hospital. I was like, you don't have to cook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's a bunch of Mexican food and stuff. Like, tear it up That's for all you days. Do. You know, I didn't know what to do. So I realized that in my situation, no one else knows what the fuck to do either. They just do what they can, you know. And it, it was it was awesome. And you and Tom, of course, of course. you we sent the best you. thing. I don't care. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm clean, I'm neat, yeah. and I get home after a month, and uh, my neighbor had been throwing Amazon packages in my place for me and shit. Like, I was so high, just ordering everything. <laughs> I ordered a $300 fucking leg massager and shit. I sent, I sent everything back, you know too. What? I sent it all back, almost all Oh, up. you're so smart. I was just high ordering. Yeah. I was like, I don't need, what well, am I doing with this? Because you're trying to be useful <laughs> when you're down, and you're like, I, it, this is going to help. Yeah, this is going to help. Gonna, I remember That's one exactly point when my ankle was broken, I'm like, I don't I don't want to get up to pee. I'm going to buy something that allowed me to pee in the bed. And I bought like five different things. Yeah. And I ultimately could never try them because I was, I don't want to pee in the bed. It's Do you know scary. what I have? <laughs> I ordered two pee bottles off of Amazon. And you know what? I just fucking pissed in one the other day. <laughs> I just pissed That's it the other day. Investment. It is a good investment. Yeah. Every time I was crying and peeing, I was like, I should use this in the car. That long drive out to the ice house back in the day. I'm like, oh, I got to pee yeah. when I get there. Now I just got a yeah. jug. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. And then the grabber. Like with elder, I had elderly. a grabber. Yeah, I was doing grabbers. I had Priceless. a shower chair. Yeah, I had a shower, shower chair. chair. <laughs> That's a good one. Shower. Nothing feels Walker Kane shower chair. No, no, no. Here's, oh, here's how you know you're really winning is when you get the chair for the toilet with, with the rail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, they were like, "Do you want that?" And I was like, "No, I'm not doing that." I first had a shower bench, but it didn't fit oh, in my shower. God. I had to transition down. You're bringing me back to, to the, the shower chair. There's nothing sadder than a shower chair when mm -hmm. you're just broken. And you're like, ugh. And, and you're then you sitting have to, there, water's running all over you. And I'm just like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna dry off? We're like, how am I even gonna get out of the yeah. shower? I can't walk. Yeah. I couldn't believe, like, I've never been in my life where I just go to push and get off. I'm like, uh, I can barely do that. <laughs> I was scared, uh, scared of everything, well, scared too. of everything, scared it, of everything. It does. It breaks you down. And even like, I remember, like, you can't get the wound whatever mm -hmm. wet so they got to put a fucking plastic yeah. bag on your you know your body and that is true vulnerability and i like i think i got a whiff of it uh, with pregnancy to when your body becomes immobile i mean to like when you're about to give birth is your most vulnerable when you're just huge and you you feel like your body's about to split open because the baby's head is pushing on your pelvis and I you're mean. splitting and you're like same thing. If there was an emergency, I'm not running at nine months pregnant. Like I remember when I went into labor with Ellis walking down our driveway and I was just, I had to stop being in and just stand there and be like a uh, uh, contraction, you know, like just walking to the car. And I thought, what if I were alone right now? Like, how would I get myself to the hospital? How? And it happens all the time. Women go into labor alone all the time. Last night I was God. walking back and um, I'm walking down a hill and it's wet and it's a steep hill where my hotel is and I'm walking and I just hit that <laughs> and I went huh! no. and, then I, and then I just did the tiny ass little and it was a long ass hill so scary somebody out there's got a video of me taking three minutes to get down that hill I was just I can't fall I can't fall can't fall I can't go back to the hospital that's the thing that's the thing go back to the hospital yeah but it does do something to you 
to be that vulnerable, you do start to, I mean, I've always appreciated little things, but I think there's something about suffering that makes you a more interesting and be a better human being and a better friend, a better parent, a better everything. And to really go through suffering and allow it to, to fucking wash your soul, you know? And then you're like, I mean, I, now I get pumped. Like there's a nest in our garage and there's like a mama bird and she's got four eggs. And every day I'm like, what's the bird doing? Like that's the, like a highlight of my day. I'm taking pictures of flowers and shit. Now I, I ain't lying. I'm the same way. Is that a Every day flower? I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe I wasn't enjoying life <laughs> as much as I should. Yes. So yeah. I'm trying to do every day. I try to get up and do that shit too. Like, and I also try to. Like anytime someone's like, "Hey, the car's on fire," you know, and I, I try to be, like, I try to hit, I try to hit a high pitch okay for like, okay, like I try to like, let's hit this positively here. All right. Is anybody in it? No. All right, all right, that's a good start. That's a good start. <laughs> try yeah. to work my way down, you know, start positive. Yeah, and and also too, like, I don't sweat things that you can throw money at. I remember I was at the the car the gas station. And the guy was checking my windshield wipers, and he's like, this one's broken. Windshield wipers, this one's broken. And I was like, okay, I'll just I'll order a new one. He's like, oh, this one's broken. And he called the other guy over, and then the two of them. Are, and I, my sister-in-law was with me. I go, can you imagine being this concerned <laughs> yeah. over a fucking, fucking windshield. windshield? This is a $20 problem. I, yeah. I, I don't care. Okay, here's 20 bucks. And I think, but I, when I was much younger, it would have been a problem, right? Because you're like, oh my God, I can't afford a fucking windshield wiper. So I don't know. I, I just, there goes my whole improv check and yeah. plus $5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you give less fucks about things that don't, don't oh, earn those fucks. I don't give a fuck right now. No, yeah. no. I can't say I got any more spiritual or anything like that because I'm already there with that stuff. I, I really yeah. believe. I know someone was looking over me. I should not have. I shouldn't be here right now. Yeah. And they keep telling me I'm that <laughs> every time I meet with them. They're like, "Man, you're lucky." I'm like, "I thanks, guys. I know your team." So yeah, what does the team say now? I have I, all the rest of the year. It's a long year for your boy, but I'm doing I, everything is going in the right direction. Good. The fact that I'm upright and I can walk and I can. I mean, just a few weeks ago, I was in a hospital bed. I didn't get hired in 30 degrees for a month. Oh my, my ass was God. gone. My neck's killing me. I'm still like all the atrophy and all, but whatever. I'm fucking here. <sighs> that atrophy happens I'm alive, fast. fast. That's a wild thing. And it's also humbling, too, because I remember... Um, I remember this was just a few years ago, but I ended up uh, having pneumonia and um, I, I called the nurse and I was like, hey, why isn't this working faster? And she goes, um, because you're not 20 anymore. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so you remember, I'm 50 now. Like this shit's going to yeah. be I'm like, I'm like, why isn't this coming back? And they're like, because you're fucking Cause you're old. <laughs> it's your old, bro. You're old. It's going to take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something to that of aging. Um it's weird because time feels different too, right? I mean, you and I met when we were puppies, twenty-year-olds, and now we're almost, we're facing 50. fifty. And at the one point, it moved, it went fast, and on the other hand, it was excruciatingly painful in some places. And it's kind of a weird trick that time plays on your well, that's the, stupid human brain. The right? famous quote: "The days are long and the years are yeah. short." It sure is that. 
it's a trip because I everyone's like I don't feel my age. Like I actually I I feel every day of forty six. Yeah. I mean, my back and my knees feel fifty, but everything else, <laughs> everything else is trying to fight it. Like, nah, yeah. we're twenty seven. Like, we ain't twenty seven, motherfucker. We are not. Yeah. Like you could fall over the dog today and break a hip. Like, goddamn. I watch these athletes still like I, you know, back in my 20s, I could slide into second base and pop right up. If I tried that shit now, I'd break both no. my fucking legs. <laughs> I mean, it would be a, it would be humiliating. <laughs> pop up. I'm, I'm worried about falling. Right now. I'm worried about falling. <laughs> you want me to bounce yeah. right back up? I'm good. Well, or that or the guy that would always do the he'd fall down and, you know, push off his hands and flip back. I'm like, this, oh, yeah. this motherfucker. Well, that's a, that's a narrow window you can do that shit in. Mm-hmm. I mean. Look, we had Tony Hawk on your mom's house, and I started watching a documentary about him. Yeah. And I mean, talk about injury upon injury for years. years. And he's in his fifties, and when he falls down on the ramp, you're just like, "That's it. That was the last yeah. one." And it's not, and he still keeps kicking. So I don't know. There's something mental to it too. I was, I think I was like Tom and I were talking about something where when you stop taking risks is when you really start to age. So for instance, like, yeah, I broke my ankle. I just got a trampoline for my kids. The safest one, don't worry. And um, I was like, I shouldn't do it because my ankle. And I was like, you know what? If I fucking start doing that, I'm going to age faster. I'm just going to do it. Fuck and you'll it. probably end up fucking that ankle up ultimately because you're always worrying about right. it. Right. So know what just, I mean? just get on with it yeah. and try it. And you're resilient. And I don't know, you were raised by um, a single dad and and wolves. Yeah. Do you remember this from the 1970s? Nadav, play this. Is this how you guys cooked your food? (laughs) I'm trying to, I don't know. The 1970 hot dog cooker, I guess it electrocutes the hot dogs and cooks them. Let's see if it works. (laughs) This is from the 70s? It electrocutes the hot dogs. This is... The George Foreman before the George Foreman. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) They do look perfectly cooked. (laughs) And then it says, don't try it at home. Where the fuck am I supposed to do it? Outside? Look at those pieces. They look that one, that one blew open, but the first Jesus. the first three look great. This is I'm about how... to put ketchup mustard and put that on a potato roll. <laughs> yeah, I would eat the back two and I would eat the front two. Front three. Well, actually, I'd eat them all except for the one that split yeah, open. The one that split open. There you go. They, um, look, they look good. They look tasty, right? <laughs> they do look tasty. I didn't know that people electrocuted <laughs> hot dogs. I had no idea. Did you know? I feel like my dad would have had this had he known about this. This is pre-microwave and everything, I'm guessing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is 1970. They electrocuted hot dogs. I remember. Do you remember your first microwave? Yes. And I remember being. How big it was and shit. And being terrified that it was going to give you radiation. And still being like, fuck it. I want this pizza now. Now. I need this in three minutes. We had a magic chef. It was called. I remember we went to get it. This motherfucker was as big as a TV. Yeah, it was I remember. Like, yeah, magic Nothing magic chef. about that. Fucker. It was big as fuck. Little chef on there. My brother and I had to carry it together. That's how big that thing was. Let's see the magic chef there. One is. from the '80s. And I remember feeling like it was very expensive because weren't they like, like two hundred dollars? Yeah, or something? like it was a it was, big, like, it was a big deal if you yeah. were getting a microwave. You're like, oh, what? It was, oh my God, can I just tell you a memory That I looks had? more like it over there. See that guy with the open? I remember my mom used to cook with the oven. Mm-hmm. And then if it was cold, she'd leave the oven open to heat the heat. apartment. I'm like, you, that's gas, right? That's a straight gas. <laughs> you can't 
can't do that stupid no, bitch. You can't do that. That's just gas. It's gas. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Is that the kind you have? Oh, had? yeah. That big yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Look at it. Look That's at it. That's 85, dude. That's it. That's exactly what we had. Look at that fucking thing. God yeah. damn. You need have <laughs> counter space for it. I'd rather have electric hot dog. That shit's great. I'm mesmerized by that. I showed my kids how to make popcorn the old school. Jiffy pop. Jiffy pop way. Shake it. Keep fucking shaking it. My wrist hurts. Keep shaking it. It's almost there. I love working for popcorn. And I make my kids work for the popcorn. We got a whirly pop. You ever seen that one where you crank the handle? Look up a whirly pop. This is fun. You just make your kids earn it. And they, they feel like such champs for making... Try this with Stella, Whirly Pop. There it is. You just turn that crank. You put the seeds in there, the, oh, no the oil, shit. put it on the stove, old school, and they crank it, and then it just goes, bah, 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 bah. and it's so dangerous and fun. And sometimes How uh, long you cranking the before steam that will fucking... fly out into your face okay, and burn so it is, you. It's all right, good. Okay, okay. Teaches kids I about see. danger. Yeah, like get back. You, you want get something back. good? You're just going to hurt. <laughs> I'd like to teach my kids that. You want something you like? It's going to hurt like it's hell. It's going to hurt like hell. Yeah. I like it. And I also believe in allowing kids to eat as much candy and drink soda as they want so that they learn how to self-regulate it. And it's actually worked. I let them go bananas, and then they're like, I don't want any more. I let my daughter eat I'm like, yeah. like a kid. Yeah, I let same. her eat like a kid. But she won't drink anything but water. Well, that's good. That's what I there said. There you go. I was like, fucking, fucking keep doing that. It. Keep doing that. Oh, let's look at the next toy. Do you remember this toy from uh, the 80s? Baby laugh a lot. <laughs> look at the look of terror on the children's face. What's that? You're listening to Baby Laugh a lot. She's the funniest doll you've ever seen. Just push the button and she starts to giggle. Get Baby Laugh a lot by Remco. <laughs> you know what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm going to take a track of my laugh and put it inside that baby and sell them. That's what I'm going to do. Could you imagine? Just that thing rocking, hear me? <laughs> Doing that shit. People are like, get this fucking doll out of here. This is, I love the caption. Says, that is scary. Look at the mouth. Is this scary is mental. It. it says, yeah, this is mental. Uh, also, too, I don't know if you remember, it was a big thing to have the doll that you could feed it water and then it would piss. Yeah, it would pee in the diaper like, or whatever. Yeah. I nasty. do remember those. I never played with dolls like look, that. Look that up. Where Mom, you, I remember Munchichi. Fucking Munchichi. 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 Oh, oh so, so soft, soft and cuddly. cuddly. Put the thumb in the mouth. It's really neat. Something, something, something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, happy Munchachi. <laughs> I think we got pretty close. <laughs> Did you have a Cabbage Patch can? No, my my brother, my younger brother, he was like four years younger than us, so he was into all that. He had the Cabbage Patches and the Preemies, preemies. and shit. So one time, this is one of the funniest. <laughs> you know how people are like you, you want to smoke weed out of an app or whatever. We couldn't, we could not find anything to smoke weed out. Of. We had a good <laughs> fucking bud, and we could not find anything to smoke weed out. Of. So everybody's going around. This is when we lived in my grandmom's house, but. She had already passed away. So we're in the basement. Everyone's digging around. And the preemie, if you remember, it had this little tuft of hair. I do remember. And it had a pacifier. Yep. Right? So uh, my brother goes, what if we use this? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he pulls the tuft of hair out, and then he fucking pokes a hole into where the pacifier is, and we smoked weed out of a Cabbage Patch baby's head. Perfect. 
Dude, somebody should make a pipe out of that. It works so good. It works so good. Yo, look at Etsy. I bet you you could find that shit on Etsy. Somebody's making that right now. Cabbage Patch Bong Head. Cabbage Patch Bong Head. Somebody has to. And yeah. also, the preemies had a, a light scent of baby powder. That's right. Do you remember? I, of course I do. And there they are. So ugly. What an ugly group of dolls. That one right there. That yeah. tuft of heroin right yep. there. That motherfucker. The little sprout. The little Mr. T sprout out of the top of his yes, head. Yes, I remember. Top left. I had yeah, one that's, that that's him at the past. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one we smoked weed out of right there. It worked, it worked so good. Pulled the hair out and put a hole in that pacifier. And everybody's blazing it up, melting that face. Remember they like, had that's the... Not um, good. The signature on the ass cheek. Oh, yeah. Xavier Roberts. I forgot. And it came with a birth certificate. Yeah. There were people that died, or at least one lady died over um, when they would do the rush at at, Thanksgiving and she died. Look, it's got a real ass on it. This was so silly that why do you have to, I guess, to authenticate it? Like it's a real cabbage patch. And what was it that made that take off? (sighs) Who knows? This, This is like, this is one of those things in the ethers, man. It's just one of those things. I remember the scarcity at the beginning. Like, like I remember the richest girl in our school had one, and she brought it to church, and like held it up. The way we're like, oh my god, there's like her parents could spend like two hundred dollars on a cabbage. Yeah, we were like, what the fuck, a cabbage? And she had like the OG one with like the red hair. You know, that was like the first one. We're gonna use that for the nativity scene at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It was crazy. It was crazy. And then you had Teddy Ruxpin. I never got into that guy. That was a good one. I was My brother a had those. My, that's that's where we would get all the that generation <laughs> of toys. He had he had um, He Man with the Castle <laughs> Gray Skull, and it had a microphone on it. We'd be like, "You're an asshole." We do that shit. <laughs> remember Teddy Ruxpin? You could put like a metal yeah, tape. Yeah, we in put it. Ozzy Osbourne in there. <laughs> Iron Man. You put Iron Man in there, and it would play any tape. Yep. Teddy Ruxpin, yeah. So Teddy Ruxpin, for those of you guys listening that aren't born in the 70s, it was a talking teddy bear, and you'd put like a tape and it's a cassette tape in its Hi, back, and it'd be I'm like, Teddy yeah, Ruxpin. I, I want to come and play with me. Yeah, can we be friends? Yeah, and it was like the sweetest toy. But Fuck then, you, Teddy. Yeah, everybody would put like metal tapes in yeah, him, so yeah. he would be like, wah, 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 the devil is fine. I love to eat Satan, whatever. Fuck your mother, kill your father. Yeah, Teddy Ruxpin. What was your favorite toy when you were a kid? Gosh. Or one of. I mean, there's favorite. so many. What I did, did you like? I did love my Cabbage Patch doll, but my all-time favorite, and I've even rebought it, I was obsessed with the Incredible Hulk. As really? a little, like, from the time I was, like, four. The TV show? Is that what got you into Lou it? Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno. That's the, the OG for OG. me. Was that Lou is the OG, yeah. Ferrigno. And I, that show was on television, and I was the Incredible Hulk for Halloween. You know, you buy the plastic shitty mask mm-hmm. and the, the plastic. There he was. And I was obsessed with the show. And then there's a doll that I bought. My parents got me where it's the Hulk. And then there's a log in his hands. And then you push the button and he throws a log. And I even rebought it. I have it now in our house. And I don't let my kids touch it. Do you have a Stretch Armstrong Hulk? You should. Yeah, I had one yeah, too. Yeah. 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 I love the Hulk. This is a good metaphor. Maybe because I was so angry inside as a child. <laughs> I don't think there's any secret there that I I had some issues to work out. The story of Jekyll, it's Jekyll and Hyde. It's pretty cool. What about you? I loved Lou Ferrigno, by the way. He was deaf. Remember? He was deaf and he was a body. Oh, he wasn't? He still is. Wait a minute. You mean when when he became the Incredible Hulk, he didn't get the gift of hearing? 
What about when he became the Hulk, right? <laughs> you know what? That's interesting. When he was the Hulk, he may have had <laughs> he may have had hearing. <laughs> he was deaf. Past tense, Ryan. He was. I'm trying to think. I mean, I was big on my bike and my big wheel, like but for bikes. toy toys, I mean, we had big wheels. Man, we had a lot of shit. We had. Um, we were big into Kiss, and they made Kiss action figures. Yeah. So we had all those. Anything Star Wars. And my dad used to tell us, you guys should leave those in the box. We're like, shut the fuck up, shut dad. Up. And we would take strings and tie them around their neck and slam the door and pull their heads <laughs> off and shit. My dad's like, you really should be saving those. Saving those. I'm like, whatever. You know what's so funny? That's saving that. I don't save any. I used to do that because my mother would do that. Like, cover the couch in plastic. We have to save it. And then guess what? She fucking died. Yeah. And then I inherited this couch. Right. And I'm like, I don't no give a one shit about, about the your couch. Ca- no one ca- And I'm so glad Listen, you saved it. Yeah. If when you die, if people are like, man, that's a shame. She had a great couch. You have left nothing. <laughs> no, no legacy. <laughs> no legacy whatsoever. Yeah, I- I'm done preserving stuff. <laughs> that's a great. That couch I- is still good. <laughs> Literally. You can't Ryan, take it with you. Ryan, you're going to die. So the couch was a, it was actually a beautiful silk white couch. And when she married my stepfather, who was a criminal, he made a gang load of illegal money. And she furnished this townhome we lived in. And it, this was her prized possession. The couch is silk. I put plastic on it. And then I buy two vases, beautiful vases. When I die, you're going to sell this for a lot of money. Well, guess what? I inherited this fucking stupid white uh, mafia-looking couch. And I, I didn't know what to do. I thought, just donate it. Give it to somebody that needs it. I don't want it. And the vases... Turns out nobody gives a fuck about those either. Like, it's not. No one cares about your shit. That's the whole George Carlin bit. Yours, for me, it's stuff, stuff and everything else is your shit. Get your shit off my stuff. Get your shit shit off my stuff. It's just, it's meaningless. It doesn't matter. It mattered to you. Exactly. It doesn't matter to anybody else. You Don't can't save take it. it with you. Don't save Don't it. Don't save no, play it. With. And also, what are we going to do? We're going to save an $8 action figure in the fucking <laughs> 80s so that in 2023 it's worth 350 bucks. Wow. Yeah. What a life changer. <laughs> so glad we kept that. And, and deprived yourself yeah, of the of joy of playing boy, with it. I can't even say it. Joy and fun. Yeah. <laughs> you go to save it. I think that's why I also hate grown adult men. Uh, with the action figure thing. You got to keep it pristine. Like, okay, you fucking dork. What do you think about people? Oh, my God. I went out to dinner. You ever hang out with an adult and they're like, oh, I don't, um, I don't eat, uh, I don't eat onions. I don't eat garlic. I don't eat tomatoes. I don't eat green leafy vegetables. I don't eat egg. It's like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing with your life? Why? Yeah. Are you allergic? no. I just, my sense, I have a, a sensitive stomach. First of all, if Tom was saying this shit, I would divorce him. I would give him divorce papers immediately. This is a complete deal breaker. And then you go over, go out to dinner with this person, and they're like, I ordered uh, uh, the, the, the fish, and, and the tomatoes came on, and then they send it back. And you're like, bitch, you could have just like picked the tomatoes off. But like, why does it enrage me? Why does this enrage me? My palms are sweating. I'm so angry just thinking about I this hate, person. I, I'm with you. So why, I did why? I did a whole gut reset too, like a gut check. You had to pee in or you get blood and poop. And <laughs> they give you a list of foods that are avoid foods. There's minimize foods. There's enjoy foods. And then there's super foods, okay? Outside of anyone that I know super close, I wouldn't tell them that. But when I go to a restaurant, I don't fucking announce. Oh, my God. 
I've got to have avocado and asparagus because they're my superfoods. So I don't do that. I just quietly look at the fucking menu yes. and think to myself, yes. what would be good to eat? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can't. Or Listen, like, or, I, it's got to be a cauli- half cauliflower <laughs> crust, half gluten-free. Um, I need red onions only Stop. because re- yellow onions give me gas. I'm like, just... Then what the fuck are we doing in an Italian restaurant? Yeah, that, you can't have tomatoes, right, onions, garlic. Right. Pu- I mean, what are we doing Most here? Most foods. What okay, are we doing here? Yeah, anything, anything remotely. Oh, you like Alfredo's? Can't have cream. <laughs> anything with cream. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing That's here? That's Italian, you Mexican, Indian. Everything. Everything. Mediterranean. Everything. You don't like flavor, flavor. and seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, and ironically, those things keep you healthy. Garlic, onion, spice, seasoning. This is how people stay healthy in other countries. And I, it just, it, just to watch an adult be like, I, I can't eat it. It has a tomato. I, I, I almost lost my mind. I was like, just pick it off, you fucking. I'm, you know I, right? <laughs> I'm not a fucking pineapple pizza guy, okay? Most people aren't. I'm not. No, you have to be a little crazy. But if one shows up, I'm picking the fucking pineapple off. off of it and throwing it off to the side. And if you like it, take the pineapple. I'm just going to eat it. Yeah, there'll be a little sugary taste to it. It's okay. But wipe your fucking... You know what it is? Maybe it's that I find it the audacity of somebody to hold up everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this is about me, that the cluelessness of that. Is that what this is bothering me? Like, I would never do that because I'd be mortified. Ever. Also, you know what they do in the Mortified. back? They take your plate with a yeah. fork and they just flick the yep. tomatoes off like you shook fucking done out there at the table. Thank That's you. It. Now, Garrett, it's a new That's piece. That's what they do. They warmed it up for 10 minutes. That's what yeah, they do. That's what you do to your toddler, too. They also too. dip their nuts on yep. it, spin on yes. it. That's the problem I have. Like, I used to, I had a girlfriend that used to argue mm. before we order the food. I'm like, hey, Mm-mm-mm. you wait till the food gets here. <laughs> then you have your problems, okay? Well, you don't fucking... You don't fuck with the servers. And not I hate only that, people that don't... T- don't like oh, treat I hate oh, people that treat servers like shit samesies and because you've been if you've worked in I've been a waitress I've been that's a server that's what I was going to ask you you've done several that. I've worked at a know, French yeah. restaurant <laughs> I've been a cocktail waitress I've worked at a Chinese restaurant I've fucking done Indian food I've done it all bro and I can assure you I can assure you that your ketchup is not as fucking important as you think it is <laughs> yeah. go on with your meal she'll come around with the fucking ketchup when she has a minute like so I think too I get really like like you don't know what it's like to be on like the line cook, for instance, that's a line cook that's in that restaurant. And he's got a fucking stack of tickets, right? Because it's dinner rush. And do you think he wants to stop and back up all these fucking tickets so that this pussy in table 11A can Can't have the tomato? tomato. <laughs> that's what he's doing. He's just... That's what I'm saying. Like, it makes me crazy. Like, you're making that guy's life hard. I don't know. My, my palms are, I'm so. I used to have a friend and I stopped hanging out with her. I wouldn't go in public with her anymore because she was always just disrespectful to no. the server. And, and every time we would go out, every time there was an issue with something. Something was going back. Every fucking time something was going back. It's oh, so embarrassing. Every time. And I was like, I'm done with this. Done. Yeah. Oh, my mom was mean to servers. I think that's why it bothers me because like mentally ill people love fucking with wait staff. It's like they're a jam, you know, because they're so vulnerable, those people. <laughs> 
I like that you think the mentally ill have that one thing dialed in. <laughs> it's true. If you've worked, fuck with service. <laughs> it's true. If you've worked in service, you know that the mentally ill love to yeah, torture they like to you. Yell at you and shit. Yeah, because yeah, you're an easy target. Take it out on you. That's where all the Karens get their fucking power. Yeah, yeah. just taking it out on regular people. On regular people. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, that was my drama. I couldn't, and I've been thinking about it for days. You know when you just get stuck on something like that? Days the tomato. <laughs> just take it off, man. I've been thinking about it. I want to call him and confront this you motherfucker. You like, You really should. Listen. Hey, listen. Remember three <laughs> weeks ago when we... <laughs> but yeah, I can't... I, I'm, I'm with you on Fuck. that person that has to order. But <sighs> also, like, you know, we all know you can't have gluten. We all know oh. you can't have cauliflower. We all know you can't have green leafy... So keep that business to yourself. Keep it to yourself. The waiter or waitress doesn't need to know either. Nobody Just cares. fucking order what works for you. That's yeah. it. Just keep your t- like, keep why it to you, I can't have turkey. I can't have. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Then eat right. To eat. There's something on there you can have. Eat that. Eat that. Eat that. <sighs> anyway, I, I love you so much, and I'm happy you're alive. Thank God you're alive. Thank I mean, you. what a disaster that was. That was a bad phone call to get. Yeah. Tommy was, I think, out of the country. He was. And he calls me. He's like, Ryan's not doing good. I was like, no. So I'm good. stoked that you're sitting here and you're me in too. Momston. So let, let everybody know. Start plugging your shit again. Yeah, Let's please. hear it. Watch my special, Lefty Son. I directed it myself. Oh, my goodness. I, yeah, I did. I did everything myself. Uh, with oh. my, my good friend, Sam Volan, who uh, edited as well. But... Uh, so many people help, but it's available on YouTube now. Go to my YouTube, subscribe, comment all over it, and um, come see me on tour. Everything you can get. I'm Ryan Sickler on social media and ryansickler.com. It's all there. He's all there, and you guys should definitely check him out. Uh, you're just one of the funniest human beings. That's you're such nice. a great Thank stand-up, you. and he has his podcast, too, The Honey Do. Don't forget to check that out. Please. And, and the Patreon. I'm at- telling you, the Patreon. Speaking of which, I just had a guy that had a double lung transplant. <gasps> I just talked to a kid that was in the classroom of the Michigan State shooting where two kids oh died. God. Like the stories are fucking insane. They're insane. I hear that a lung transplant is so hard to recover. A double from. lung transplant. You want to hear what's crazy? Yes. He ends up marrying his donor's girlfriend and they're now having a baby. How are there how are the baby's lungs? I don't know. It's not born yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> But I think they're going to be well, all right. Okay. Well, we'll check that out. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to this channel so that you don't miss a single episode of Where My Mom's At. And uh, come see me do stand up. Leave me a, a voicemail, 213 375 5184, or an email, Where My Mom's At, at gmail.com. And that's it. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P.